Act 1 sets the stage. In Act 2, the plot thickens. Here are some Romeo and Juliet quotes from Act 2 to make you sound smart. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. We all know this is from Act 2, Scene 2, Lines 33 and 34 of Romeo and Juliet. The key word in Juliet's question is wherefore, which means why, not where, as many foolish neophyte Shakespeareans believe. Juliet in these lines declares her willingness to disown her family if and only if she can be with her true love, who she's known for almost an hour and a half. And you wonder why fathers go bald. I mean, seriously, Juliet, you're going to throw away your entire family that's supported you, raised you, fed you, gave you everything you could possibly want. You're just going to throw that away for a for a boy, horny little boy you met like an hour and a half ago? Come on, Juliet, you're better than that. And I can't believe like the nurse goes for this too. Worst nurse ever. Don't get me started on Friar Lawrence. We'll get to him. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get to Friar Lawrence in a few episodes down the road because I got some stuff to say about Fry Law. Let's go to the next one. Juliet again, throwing her family under the bus. The family that has taken care of her, fed her, clothed her given her all the love and attention she could ever desire. Quote, What's in a name? That which we call a rose, by any other name, would smell as sweet. Juliet, trying to subdue her conscience with this reasoning, claiming that Romeo's name doesn't matter, for he is her true love. Juliet is wrong! Of course it matters. Don't want my daughter hanging out with the enemy. A rose would not smell as sweet if you called it a harkracken or a schnockter or a sewage weed. Just my analysis. What, what do you guys think? I think if you called Rose something like Krakashnak, it wouldn't smell nearly as sweet. Names are important. And then our last, Juliet gets all the good lines in this, doesn't she? And I quote, Good night, good night, pardon me such, such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. That's Act 2, Scene 2, Lines 184 and 85. Juliet speaks all the good lines. She's a rather aggressive middle-aged girl, don't you think? She obviously carries little for societal restrictions. She doesn't care much for her family either. She's just throwing them all away. I'm still mad. You know, overall, I I like Juliet as a character. I tend to think that if uh, this relationship did actually occur, that she would be she would be the stable one of the two. I don't think Romeo is capable of pretty much leading any organization, especially a family. So I think Juliet is the stronger one here, and then she catches all the heat. For this marriage, Romeo just runs about sword fighting. It's like, what the heck? There's like eight examples of figurative language in these three quotes that I just read. There's apostrophe, wherefore art thou Romeo? Since Romeo, she didn't realize that Romeo, Romeo was stalking her in the bushes underneath her balcony. So is that really apostrophe? Because he did hear it, but she didn't know he was there. So anyhow, there is definitely apostrophe, wherefore art thou Romeo? There's metonymy, deny thy father. Father standing for something closely associated with it, which is family and name. There's imagery, that of a rose. There's metaphor, parting is such sweet sorrow, which is also an oxymoron. So here's a lesson idea. Make a chart. <laughs> Ooh, what a surprise. Make a chart. And left column, example of figurative language, center column, type of figurative language, right column, analysis of figurative language. Here's another lesson idea. If you want a bunch of already made Romeo and Juliet lesson plans, go to the show notes and click on the Romeo and Juliet lesson plans link. Let's get back to the quote. Romeo is governed by emotions. We know this. Your students are governed by emotions. Our thoughts create our emotions. We, we talked about this last episode, but you might have missed last episode or you might have tuned out at some point because I was plugging my website and you just got sick of hearing it, which is fine. I, you know, I can never get sick of talking about ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com because it is 
the greatest source for ELA teachers on the internet. And the internet, there's a lot of stuff on the internet, but nothing better than ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com. So we're governed by our emotions, which are um, originate from our thoughts. So again, pay attention to your thoughts. Yeah, this needs to be an intentional thing to do. Right now, I think I'm going to end this podcast. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow, my faithful listeners. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 